0: You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at
1: chirpradio.org slash podcasts. This is all. This
0: is Amanda rasko with Chirp Radio, and I'm here at The National's Homecoming in Cincinnati with uh, Ben Lands, who is a touring member of The National, Beirut, Sufjan Stevens, and so many other bands, but has now released his second solo album of sorts. So, hey. Hi, hi. You know, I realized when I was driving here that I probably have actually seen you, like, maybe 50 times because of oh, how many amazing. bands that you tour that's
1: Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> fairly fairly normal in a weird way.
0: Yeah, not not in a stalker way, I swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The second album that just came out, like, two weeks ago is called Hufferlands 2.
1: Hoferlands 2, but honestly, Hofferlands is fine. I'm not particular What way. is What does it mean? Well, um my wife's last name is hofer and my last name is lands and uh and i always had as every good band should start in sort of a joke way that we we're gonna have this amazing band that our, our names which i guess more accurately though we always planned on sort of changing our names to a new double name like one name you know yeah um instead of hyphens or anything like that but then we didn't so
0: <laughs> is she part of this project
1: no, no. I just played her the album the other day. <laughs> she complained that, <laughs> that I didn't play it to her before it was released. <laughs> and I tried to tell her I did, but I was really not telling the truth.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did she think?
1: Um, <laughs> she likes it. She likes it. I mean, I don't sound like Elliot Smith, so it's good. You know, it's, it's Presents a little. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> she she likes it. Well, actually, before
0: we jump into album stuff, I got to ask you about this getup. And all of you, except for one of you, are wearing jumpsuits. Yeah,
1: I love jumpsuits. And I guess it kind of fits directly into the whole, like, Hoferlands thing of, like, creating this new last name. And almost, like, you know, when you're just in school and dreaming about how things could be utopian and that we're going to you know, have our own commune and dress in jumpsuits every day that we make ourselves and and life will be so creative and explosive and amazing. And we tried it a couple years and it was explosive. (laughs) And so we moved out.
0: (laughs) Did you make your jumpsuit?
1: No, I didn't make my jumpsuit. I actually saw a guy in the street in Paris, France, wearing a double zip jumpsuit like the one I'm wearing and, uh, and I was just like, whoa, that's amazing. Where do I get one of those? And sure enough, I found a vintage store that had strangely, so it must have been Fate, jumpsuits in all of our sizes specifically. Back to the album.
0: I mean, you've been touring with Indie Darlings, like, your whole career. So tell me about you and what Lands Projects is and what it means to you.
1: It's an opportunity to really let things just sort of... It's a funny thing to say, to say that, like, let things blossom and, like, sort of get a little freer considering i do so much of it myself in the recording process but that's like just by by nature of of having to uh work around my tour schedule and you know doing demos in hotel rooms and you know all that sort of stuff but yeah i just i've i've always been in bands my whole life and i've always been in sort of oddball bands as well as um more straight up bands and so I think I think this is like a chance for me to really in my you know in my head I'm continuing this sort of like constant tangent in my life of trying to have a more oddball sort of music of my own composition and I, I think i finally matured to the point that it's not like too weird for people to listen to, you know? So. No, it's not. It's definitely very listenable.
0: Yeah, it really struck me because it has like such a wide breadth to it, but it has a really clear vision throughout the entire record. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. That means a lot. Bring it
1: down.
0: So most of it or all of it was composed on the road, right?
1: Pretty much. It's a place where like getting into the habit of finding my own personal space. And and I'm like I'm a total introvert extrovert, you know, I think a lot of musicians are that we're sort of secret introverts and then we figure out how to be, you know, social. <laughs> and performers. Yeah, and performers. And but somehow performing totally fits with being introverted because it's like this chance to like interact by one's own rules, almost like if you're like, the of a baseball team as opposed to anyone else on the baseball team. It's like the game, nothing happens until you throw the ball, you know, and it's, it's I totally think there's something there because, you know, everyone I work with are such lovely social people, but we all kind of go into our own weird little holes. And so for me, doing that instead of, like, reading books or watching movies has just kind of always been working on music.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I guess, like, because a lot of the songs have city names in them, yeah, I, I was, like, kind of imagining them as cityscapes. <laughs>
1: yeah true the blip of Auckland is like so I mean that's totally what this is, looks like with these little volcanoes like everywhere and like the water and buildings because every time you
0: mentioned Auckland it's definitely one of the most popular on the record so far but I gotta say I love in Holland and I would love to hear more about that song.
1: Somehow it makes me the most nervous but basically there's some YouTube video and it was like drumming oh that's right I think it was like isolated drum tracks of like famous recordings Mm -hmm. and I don't even remember what Beatles song it is but there's just this this, the Beatles song I wish I could remember which song it was but but I was so impressed because it just had like just like riding tom-toms over the whole thing so it was like you know just a fairly simple beat and there's like the whole time and I was like that is sounds so cool and so I sort of started getting to that idea and I already had this drum beat that I was really fond of that went with sort of like the beginnings of a musical idea but that really kind of, like, inspired me to work on it because, you know, so so often there are all these sketches everywhere and it's like, well, how am I going to... And that, that was like, this is the one to try this on. And, and it went from there. Um, but, you know, I wasn't super, super duper psyched on it. And then I got um, Aaron Arnst, who played today. Um, I asked him if we could do just a bunch of time working on, like, that song and a couple other things. And it just immediately was like oh, this is the best ever. I just want to take out the vocals and, like, listen to you playing the synthesizers on this song because there's just there's something so, like, kind of wavy and, like... You- can't quite pin it down and it's really organic even though it's electronic and I think the musically it goes with sort of that feeling of the lyrics of of just feeling like a stick out of place you know on the side of the road that every time someone passes it's like what's that stick doing there <laughs> you have really good metaphors <laughs> <laughs> I just go with it.
0: something that happened a while ago, but because we're at Homecoming and the National has a relationship with Ragnar Kjartansson, yeah. who is an Icelandic yeah. performing artist, and just for our listeners who might not know. So essentially he like zeroes in on a very emotional or climactic part of a song or performance yeah. or opera and then performs that for an absurd amount of time over and over and over again. So The National did one with him, or he was invited by The National to do one at at MoMA PS1, and you performed with them, and the song was Sorrow. I would just, like, really love to hear your experience of, like, performing for six hours.
1: I mean, honestly, just Umbrella, it, it was, like, one of the most powerful things I've done, and I didn't know how to predict that happening. I mean, I grew up in New York in the 90s and when PS1 opened, and it was just, like, this... Crazy building you could just wander into and see, you know, performers, our old VHS, you know, just so much amazing stuff amongst like almost urban rubble because Long Island City wasn't really like built up yet. Anyway, so I just didn't really know what to expect, but I was excited to go there. I was excited to to do it with Ragnar and all that but yeah I was a little nervous and the shock waves that come after it it was just such a, an amazingly powerful experience it goes into this realm that I think like I really 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 would love to explore more of of how you know, you start to lose touch with the divisions between just vibration and sound and being, and to have it be, like, a rock song, you know, I guess you could even call it, like, a pop song in terms of the Nationals, like, catalog. It's it's very just, like, straightforward and beautiful, and it's just unexpected that, that it would get to that place where it felt like this very deep, rich experience, and, and yeah, strangely, afterwards, like, felt energized that night, and we, you know, all went out to dinner and had an amazing time and I mean of course we see Ragnar pretty regularly and it's always (laughs) incredible and fun and I had only really done something like that once before that I did an eight hour recording session with Anthony Braxton in a hockey rink but that was like so entirely different it was all like based on these improvised pieces and things and it's funny that one I'm sorry if if he's listening, because I love Anthony Braxton and I don't mean to say anything weird, but that one didn't work out as well. Was it there was, an audience? No, there's no audience. It was just a recording session. But it was funny. It was like for a while it was amazing. And at some point people just got worn down and and we would sort of like wander off and even have like little chats. And, and maybe that was the point. Maybe I sort of was too young to really get the point. It was an amazing experience and I love doing it, but somehow Sorrow just playing that song over and over again brought us to this I place of you know, and I'm not saying this in positive or negatively, just a place of like levity in a weird way.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining me, Ben.
1: Thank Sorrow you. This has
0: been Amanda Mayo for Chirp Radio with Ben Lands at Homecoming. You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.